Generation X proudly brings to you its soon to be WWF Tag Team Champions of the World, the Rude Dog Jesse James, the Badass Billy Gunn, the New Age Now, if you're not down with that, It's a new day. It's a new season. You know what I'm saying? So, people, 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 welcome, welcome, welcome to the debut of season two of the Hot Take Wrestling Podcast. I am your boy, Logan the Machine, a.k.a. Old Man Logan, a.k.a. the killer of um, Punishment Martinez. Mm. Punishment Martinez. Mm-mm. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> hey man, set hey. it off. Controversy creates cash. Okay, let's go. I'm with that. I am with that. <laughs> yeah. I am All right, so season two, man. Uh, the fellas, fellas, with me. To my left, um, is the boy. He got the beard. Both of them got beard. Shit, oh, oh I'm, I'm jealous, man. Both of their beards is very thick. Pause. Shout out to the thick boy. <laughs> <laughs> but the guy that I'm referencing is the host with the most, Mr. Hot Take Kenny. Yo, all I'm going to say is if Nikki Bella's baby was born, if he first and he kicked out at two John Cena, definitely would have been the father. <laughs> no. No. Tell us over the shenanigans. Three, two, one. There's that. <laughs> Starting season two off with a bang, baby. Hey man, hey, I'm have to edit that in there too. That's gonna be it's gonna be a screen change now too. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, nice, nice. All right, and that other voice that you hear is the man in the middle. Okay, the guy that's mixing and mastering this stuff, getting it all together, getting us all fancy, smancy for the new season. Mr. Joe Freezy, aka Joe Freeline. What's good with you, brother? Yes, man. I have nothing creative to say, man. I'm just ready to get right to it. KG got the, all the, the the boom say it tonight, bro. I, I got nothing for you. I'm just here for the laughs, bro. That's it. <laughs> uh, all I'm gonna say is like, I can't believe those women dancers are out of jobs now. From Raw Underground. Yo, already, man. It, it made one week. It, bro. It's they bogus. They're just trying to tap into so much stuff that really don't have to do with anything. Like, really, literally, just like anything possible. They're just like, you know what? People don't like that. Or one person doesn't like this. That means everyone doesn't like it. Like, it's like the whole special thing is so messed up. I just, I don't know. Uh, you guys have to, you guys are gonna have to hold my hand through this because I'm, I'm not even. I think, I think I turned off raw for like five minutes and be like, you know what? <laughs> I'm done. I'm just like, I'm done. <laughs> never going back. Never going back to it. Uh, I had a couple of highlights from Raw. Um, it wasn't a whole bunch of them, but it was some things that, um, you know, was kind of rematches and things we saw 
earlier in the year. Um, so, KG, do you want me to kick it off? Or you want to kick it off, buddy? How you want to do this? Uh, I'll start. Yeah, I, I thought basically uh, the Orton KO match was solid. Uh, I'd like to eventually see a full-on feud between the two of them. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. disappointed that we haven't had that yet. You know, KO's been there for about five years, and we've seen these little matches here and there where they've uh, one's been the heel, one's been the face, they've, and they flip-flopped this time around because I think, uh, you know, Orton's the heel now. But yeah. it's just, uh, I like how they did the thing with Ric Flair when they the, the uh, lights went out yeah. and then they did the punt. So, you know, Ric Flair obviously didn't have to sell that punt. Uh, I, I, I do <laughs> want them to stop bringing up his sons because, you know, I guess that was ambiguous because Orton said, like, I'm the son you wish you had. Yeah. Like, so was he referring to, you know, Reed or was he referring to the one that was wrestling in WCW? Maybe that's the one he was talking about. I'm hoping it was the one in WCW. Hey, they already <laughs> crossed that line before with Paige. And he looked, and the way Rick looked at him, like, this is bullshit. <laughs> you know, he looked at like, um, I, I, I didn't. I, while I enjoyed the uh, Kevin Owens uh, Randy match, I didn't really care for that particular segment. Um, you know, you don't have to do all of that to get heat on Orton. Like, you know, Rick is you know past his prime. You know, we Rick is at that age where we just got to appreciate him while he's still here. You know, appreciate the fact that we can still see him on television right now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And he shouldn't be having to go through a segment like that at this point. Like. I really didn't. I, I didn't. Orton could get heat. I didn't mind the punt. Like, okay, I, I kind of saw that coming. Who didn't see that coming in that? Oh, you just stay right here or something. I want to tell you. I, I knew that, you know, he was either going, I was like, well, he, he just had that heart surgery, so he probably can't take an RKO. But I knew the punt was possibly coming. And um, I just didn't like that, that how he talked to him. I, I didn't think that part was necessary. At least that piece about the sun. And Rick even said, I think he he had an interview on a wrestling podcast. He even said he didn't want to do that part of the uh, the segment either. Yeah. You know, I, I do think there's such a thing as cheap heat. I'm hoping he's referring to, I believe it's David that was wrestling in WCW. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I believe that's, yeah, because Reed passed. Okay, so I believe it was David, but yeah. yeah. Uh, also, Oscar and Bailey, great chemistry again between their match. Uh, I did think they were going to do some wacky finish. I didn't think that Bailey would lose clean. I thought, mm-hmm. I don't know who else would be involved, but uh, that was a solid match. But I'm trying to think of anything else. Uh, you know, they put the women in Raw Underground this week. So we're going to see some experimentation with that, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Baszler. Well, I, I saw one of our opponents has an MMA background, but they didn't want her to basically, they wanted her to look weak. I'm like, okay, so why don't you just put some random jobber from the Indies in there? Then? Yeah, the the blonde chick, was it her? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah. I don't know already, but she got signed recently. And I, I figured it was her, because she was the only one that actually looked like, okay, you actually look like you belong in this type of environment. Yeah. <laughs> she, I think, And I think she was a competitor on American Ninja Warrior, too, at one point. Okay, oh, so that would have made sense. Because the other girls, they looked like complete extras. Like, it's like, yeah, no. If you guys are signed at the Performance Center, you don't look it. Right. I think, I think uh, with all those things, I think going just to Raw Underground really quickly, um, the match with what's-his-name and what's-his-name was annoying. 
Uh, what's his name? I got so you had, I'm not even going to try and finish his last name, but you had Riddick Moss versus Cal Bloom. There it is. Had, that's all I need. That's all I need. Okay. That's all I need. That's mad annoying. Because it was like, do you, guys, <laughs> do you guys remember in high school where it'd be like this big, like, talk of a fight? Right, mm -hmm. and they was about to fight, right, and it was just a big long like tussle match, like just like holding on people's shirt the whole time, yeah. trying to like fight. That's all that was, and I was just like, "This is trash!" Oh my god, no one's throwing a punch, ain't nobody there like you know, judo move or nothing. You just he threw him into the back of like some <laughs> aluminum ladders, ladders or something. <laughs> it was just like just shing shing. I was like. This 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 is trash. This is nothing of what the sort of it. It's number one. Riddick Moss has a lot of potential. He has a lot of potential. When him and uh, I think it was Tito San Marilla, their tag team, he carried that team. Mm -hmm. um, I think that they just want to be able to put him somewhere and kind of groom him. Wow. I don't think putting him in Raw Underground is a good idea. I would probably have him stay at NXT and just watch. And just learn because he's a football player like he used to play football but he's got a lot of potential he's got a lot of athletic ability just like d'angelo just like d'angelo did too uh -huh. and it's just such bad shit. yeah he he definitely i agree with you on the nxt thing you, you if you place him in nxt i'm sure you can find a use for him uh develop him further right. and you know make him uh, uh more meaningful you know as far as because that's the guy that took the 24 7 title off for true for a second right right and you know it was he also beat like, ricochet queen for some reason on a random episode of raw yeah yeah so he he showed i mean even in in-ring ability he showed some promise but you know like uh, like uh, uh joe said like I, I wouldn't have him a part of the raw underground i think this week it didn't look structured whatsoever last week it looked like it had some structure to it this week they were like, okay, we're gonna introduce a couple more people here, and we're gonna fall back a little bit on the guys that are, you know, known vets. Like, you know, they didn't have uh, the hurt business down there. They didn't have Dolph down there this week. Um, but you got Riddick Moss, you got Cal, Cal Bloom, you got Arturo Ruiz, and Davacado. Those are the other guys, and then Shane, of course. The Shane part, I was like, okay, I get it. Y'all trying to make her look strong, but these girls look super duper weak, like. It, yeah, I, I was like, this is poor. This is poorly done. I think, um, I think overall, if you're going to upgrade Raw Underground, add add some more flavor to it. Um, I don't need like blood or anything like that. But like, if you if you know you got Shayna Baszler, yeah, and, and then if you know you have her, yo, like the same thing you did with Alexa. Pop a socket out, like oh my god! Somebody she separates mm -hmm. my shoulder, or like yeah. if you, if, you know, what I'm saying like if you know you've got somebody that is good with stunt or could take a great, uh, take a great dive, make mm -hmm. it a great dive. Have somebody be thrown at you. know what I'm saying like if they're gonna do that, have that be one of those things where like oh shit, if you go to raw underground, you might get fucked up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like don't have me sitting there like that's fake. Yeah, because I I think the idea of it is a good idea. You know, to give it, uh, to give raw, raw overall some more flavor, a different flavor than just, you know, what's what's been given to us, you know, for years now. Um, I, it's just the execution has to be right. You know, you you can make it somewhat competitive, even if it's going to be a platform to try to make Shayna look uh, stronger or or Bobby or whoever. You know, that's not necessarily being utilized 
in a championship capacity on the rest of the show. You can utilize them right, right there, you know. Uh, so I don't think the idea of it is a bad idea. They just need to structure it. Like last week, it just kind of felt like they rushed that shit. And, and you know, they just was like, all right, let's film this and get it out of the way. I do want to kind of bring it back, though. And I want to talk about the uh, Bianca Belair and Zelina Vega match. And I, I, I just want to say I did like to see that they gave Zelina an opportunity to get some offense in this time. And it wasn't like the uh, debut match of Bianca on uh, on Raw, where she just basically, you know, woman handled her. Not man handled her, but woman handled her. And, uh, you know, that, that was pretty good. And I was like, all right, if we're going to get to a point where we might see Zelina wrestling a little bit more, that'd be pretty dope. So I did want to point that part out. Um, but outside of that, man, uh, for me personally, the beat down with the, with the, uh, what is the fucking canes? Kendo sticks. Kendo sticks. Kendo sticks. It was brutal. Oh, man. It was, it was great, but it was brutal. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Going back to Raw Underground real quick, and next week somebody might lose an eye like Ray Mysterio. Hey, you know, they, they might actually lose an eye. They gotta do better if they ever do something like that again. But no, uh, that segment was done really well with uh, Seth and Dominic. Yeah. I know somebody was asking me if I thought the match was actually gonna happen. I'm like, no, I heard Dominic's been training for a few years, and that's kind of been one of the main reasons why they were able to keep Ray and re-sign him again. Yeah. Because he wanted his son to get signed to a deal. So, uh, yeah, those, those welts all over him. That was, and I was thinking, who's gonna make the save? There was really no one else left to make the save. Right. I was surprised they didn't have Samoa Joe come up there and help him real quick. You know, given the segment that they had last week. But um, I mean, I I think because I knew he was gonna be good when he took that German suplex from Brock and the F five. Because I was like, okay, he could take a bump. And usually, if you could take a bump, then you can manifest an offense. Sooner or later, or whatever. For a la Dolph Ziggler, because Dolph Ziggler can take it. Remember when Dolph Ziggler first got there? I think his finishing move was a sleeper hold. Yeah. So he, you can you can manifest some offense. Like that's fine as long as you can take a bump. As soon as I see him take a bump, I was like, okay, he'll be all right. He'll be fine. I wasn't really worried about it. I think what makes me nervous is um, how big this match can be mm-hmm. might be a bigger moment than uh for him and that's what makes me nervous about because i don't want him to foul that up because he has such potential especially yeah. a mysterio wrestling seth Rollins as one of your first wwe matches this, this just has like this this literally has botchamania written all over it if I'm <laughs> like it just well, I- has so much written all over just like mm, i hope you do well but mm-hmm. I don't know. Depen- like- depending on the stipulation of the match, I think that'll be that'll kind of tell the tale. Because like, let's just say it's a no holds bar match or something, right? Then you could po- possibly see somebody to pop up and assist them that isn't necessarily within the storyline or right. you know isn't the main opponent. But you know, like Samoa Joe, maybe for instance, you know, you might actually see him actually participate some kind of way in the match. I don't anticipate Dominic winning this match, no way. And it shouldn't get booked that way anyway, him winning. Mm-hmm. I think this should be one of those matches where he has a good showing, mm-hmm. but ultimately the heel, which is Seth, you know, wins, you know, and uh, 
He got a uh, Buddy Murphy right there with him, so he he has the help to go ahead and get the W. Uh, but from there, I think Dominic should then maybe hit NXT, and then we get to see him develop more and and go from there. But I, I'm just looking for a good showing at SummerSlam. I think I, I think that that pressure is there, like you said. It's that's just way too much pressure for a debut match. Well, they said that the stipulations no holds bars for uh, Dominic. But it's okay, not for Seth. Okay. Yeah, so. Yeah, so there you go. There you go. So, yeah, it's, it, it, it's, it's the stage is set for some chicanery then. I think, I think with Raw, two things. One, the fact that they're not using Kevin Owens is a tall tale sign. I don't know how long his contract is. Does anybody else know? He, him and Miz signed like five-year deals, like within the last year or so. Okay. Yeah, not too long ago. I remember hearing him resigning, so he, he's gonna be there for a while. Okay, because when I was watching Wrestle Talk, they were saying that at some point they had nothing for him, and they mm-hmm. didn't know what they wanted him to do. My thing mm-hmm. is, but that whole thing is, is if you got one of the one of your top heels, um, he can even be a face at some point. You're not yeah. using him either. Yeah, you know I mean, like they're not using him either. Like, oh my God, why are you force feeding us? Riddick Moss and <laughs> Underground and freaking feeding us like just things that aren't like I feel like WWE Raw especially isn't using their ability they have set they still have good talent mm-hmm. they still got good talent Samoa Joe on the mic is smoking keep yeah. that there why aren't you using Kevin Owens what's wrong with that why are yeah. you trying to repackage Aleister Black what are we doing now? Why, why are we? Do we not care? Will we put out anymore? Is it just we miss U.S.? What's wrong? Explain me what's wrong. Well, I don't, I don't know. know why they think Kevin Owens to Raw in the first place. I was just in, yeah. They could have left him on SmackDown. And, and no offense to Braun, but I'd much rather see KO with the Universal cha- uh, Championship right now. It'd be relevant. I, I, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Owens. No, was, right. Kevin Owens versus The Fiend is a good match, and I don't care if he gets squashed. I mean, like it. Because he would make, he could sell it. He could yeah. sell it for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But Braun mm-hmm. being in the lurking shadows, you now opened up the monster. Oh, God damn it, Braun. It made it worse. It made it worse. WWE just, just, they, they pull the trigger on things when it's too late. If Braun was going to win the strap, he should have took it off Brock in like the fall of 2017 when he was white mm-hmm. hot. Yeah. That was a time to put to put the rocket on Braun. Like I understand he was still sort of green at the time, but he was over. Right. So it's like okay, so put him in there with guys who are gonna you know be able to carry matches. Like they called Drew McIntyre up like two or three months after that. Well, no, a little bit later after that. But mm-hmm. we had other talents on the on the roster you could have put with Braun at the time. Right. So because you I mean Roman even like you don't have to just do heel versus face. No, and and then the thing about it is, like, when they did that whole, remember when they did, like, uh, Orton versus Christian, Christian was more so the heel, but Randy Orton wasn't the face, he was the anti-hero. Like, he was just the guy coming in to mess shit up. Like, he was yeah. the like, shot. And then, and then I saw something, and I'll get off Raw for a second. Um, Seth Rollins on a podcast. Seth Rollins basically, not so many words, said that he thinks the fans now in WWE are way too impatient and don't allow time for a story to develop. And I wanted to pose a question. 
is that because have we as wrestling fans become too impatient because we've had such big matches on the indies or is it because we're tired of getting shit stories that don't make sense I'm tired of things being dropped like what happens to that hacker thing on Smackdown which actually not necessarily the gimmick but like okay what was gonna happen basically okay we basically they were hinting at tag teams splitting up they didn't you know some teams are split up but we didn't get like implosions right the closest thing we got to an implosion out of all the teams they showed was Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross when she shoved her but that was just more out of frustration it wasn't like yeah I don't want to be your partner anymore I don't know right and she didn't the biggest thing for the hacker actually that happened was, but they never revealed who, but the thing with Sonya, when they turned Sonya heel. Well, she's already mm-hmm. heel, but they turned her against Mandy. Next, next, when uh, revealed, yeah, when they revealed that she uh, sent that text message and was trying to set Dolph up with Mandy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they never really followed up with the hacker gimmick. Um, they dropped. I mean, we're also impatient, too, because if you remember, this was even years ago. I'll go back almost 10 years ago. Wade Barrett said, like, they hinted that he wasn't the real leader of Nexus. There was, like, a higher power type thing. Why? Uh, How many times did they attack Taker, and we never got Taker and Barrett? You mean it wasn't Kane, the higher power? (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of, he's... He is on fire right now, but we'll get to that later. No, but like, I was just, I, I hope that answers your question. I think it's like they just fall, they fall back on too many, they just drop too many storylines. Like, like I said, I understood that Taker retired HBK, but I said, how many times did the Nexus attack Taker? They cost him the world title against Kane. They randomly attacked him on Raw. I mean, and we get no payoff, no with Taker and, and, and Wade Barrett at WrestleMania? And Barrett even tells a story about when they were supposed to go over at Survivor Series and they never went over at the last minute. They just changed it to... Oh, you're talking about, like, when Cena buried Nexus. So yeah. when he got DDT'd on the concrete floor and he still came back and beat uh, Justin Gabriel and Wade Barrett. Right. And it was like, it was like, what? Because they, cause they, they, like, okay. This is the thing. This is the thing that I, that separates like New Japan and WWE. I'll, I'll use them because I use AEW too much. So when you go heel at New Japan, you go full on, oh my God, you sick fuck heel. Like that's mm-hmm. like that, that's just what it is. Uh, Kenta, Kenta, this dude gave a go to sleep, a guy go to sleep four times. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I'm telling you, knee to the face, four times. He was like, that's my guy, that's my homie, I'm glad to be back in New Japan. They're good, they had a really good match, and they were tag-teaming, and then the Bullet Club came out. He gave a guy a go-to-sleep violently <laughs> four times. So the guy, like, you know how Dolph goes limp? Like, limp four yeah. times. WWE will give us a great story, an awesome story, and it'll deal with one of their biggest baby faces. And you will be like, y'all finna fuck this up. And the baby <laughs> face will come out on top. A la John, John Cena hitting, hitting the concrete floor, laying there for a while. Was Bret Hart in that match too? Yeah, he was. He got he got disqualified for using a chair. 
<laughs> yeah, because like I think like Daniel Bryan eliminated like the first two members or next. I think he eliminated uh Darren Young and was it Michael Tarvers? He eliminated two of them. I remember that. It might have been he. I, I can't remember. I remember Daniel Bryan eliminated like the first two members of Nexus. They like they had Miz come out. Uh, <laughs> so that left kicked off their feud because Miz got him eliminated. Right. But going back to things that make no sense, remember when I put the text message yesterday? How Okay, yeah, it was an accident, but Seth injured Finn, right? Right. Buckle yeah. bomb. Right. Who, yeah. did, who does Finn come back and save on this first night back? Seth. Yeah, it just doesn't. Be, it's just <laughs> it not makes no sense. <laughs> it's just, it's like, it's, you know what? I'm going to cue the such good shit in three, two, one. This is such good shit. <laughs> so tell me how you feel about this. I found it. How you feel about like what Joe's asking about like the the point that Seth brought? Um well it for starters, I do think what's happening on the indies and what's happening like for the longest, WWE didn't have to worry about what's going on with the other, you know what I'm saying, federations, you know, impact, ring of honor. Sure, mm -hmm. it was making waves here and there, good storylines, good matches or whatever, but it was never to the magnitude where it was like an issue. You know what I'm saying? So now you get to AEW, and not just AEW, like today, I watched Impact today, and Impact had a very, very good episode. Like, I was sitting there like, this shit is legit. Like, with everybody that's returned, I'm like, Eric Young, EC3, like, even though they're not fully like within the, you know, the spectrum of the complete episode or the Good Brothers, but they they had their spots or whatever, and just the inclusion of bigger names, bigger attractions to these other feds, you know, and if there's quality stuff going on, now we're gonna come and look at the main product, and it's gonna be like WTF when we getting chainsaws cutting ring ropes, and we don't know what the hell is going on, and we know these are extras. This isn't the wrestlers that we saw on Monday. We know these are extras, and it's just kind of like, yeah, what does that have to do with anything? Like, like y'all said, I think we said it on the last episode. Uh, we, you know, this is the so the ninjas went from being with Tazawa to going and messing with the you know, the, the camera truck or whatever, and 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 blowing that up. And now, okay, they throw a cinder block through the entrance of the performance center, you know, to chainsaws on SmackDown, like and the police are nowhere to be found nowhere to be found it's lunacy ain't nobody gonna call the cops it's <laughs> lunacy and when you have something like you said Braun was white hot two years ago you know and and before he, and just to say recently he got he didn't get as hot as he was from two years ago but when he had the feud with Bobby Lashley he he heated up again you know and and, it, and he was it was steps in the right direction now COVID happens you got a lot of people that aren't on television now. Roman's not on television right now. This is a big, that's a big issue because I feel like that forced their hand to just go ahead and put the title on Braun. So I won't put it on Braun completely. But, you know, even if, if Roman was here, it would probably, oh, he would, it would be a shit show. Everybody would be shitting on Roman and saying it's Roman's fault. You know? No. So it isn't, it isn't necessarily just Braun's fault, but it's just the product can be so much better. And it's like, as soon as a person gets themselves over, you know, mm -hmm. a la Rusev, instead of running with it, they they do their damnedest to, to, to uh, bury him. 
This guy got over Rusev Day. We've been to numerous WWE events. Rusev is nowhere near <laughs> the match itself. And Rusev Day chance just randomly happened. The entire arena. You know, so instead of capitalizing on stuff like that, they go and they continue to try to force feed. And it's like, all right, right. I'm sure at the beginning of each year, you have people you want to main event. You got Brock, so okay, I want, you want to utilize Brock as much as you can to get people over. I get it, whatever. But the the main event should be done in pencil. People are going to get over. It's going to be people that you don't expect. For the longest, we wanted Apollo Crews to get a shot. You know, he's finally getting a shot now, but after how many years? He's been floundering on the main roster for what, two, three years? Right. Uh, he got called up in 2016, but going back even further to something they messed up. Remember how over the swing was when Cesaro was doing it? They came out with a King of Swing shirt. Yeah, All of a sudden, yeah. they stopped. So we'll, we'll capitalize on it financially, but yeah. we won't push this guy. Well, they were confiscating Cesaro section signs. Because? I heard that, like, people, yeah, like, I heard they were getting pissed because, like, people were coming with Cesaro section signs. Because and, like, and, and that's that's organic. You should want that. It's like okay, I get it. You got certain people that you know you got your money on, but fans are gonna be fans of who they like. It, and yeah. you can't force feed. You can't force us to love Roman Reigns. You can't force us to love uh, Seth Rollins. You know, or whoever is the chosen one. You know, granted, Drew, and that's not a knock at Drew. I'm just saying the chosen one. Whoever is the person right. supposed to be the you know the, the tor- torch bearer. You can, and, yeah. You you can build, see Seth messed himself up though. Yeah, like see, but the thing about the thing about the thing of it is, is remember they built up these guys from the ground up, and they yeah. did not force feed them. Remember, Austin was king of the ring, then Intercontinental title, then he had that match that feud with Brett for a while, and mm-hmm. then he was white hot, and then they pushed him. Same thing with Rock. Mm-hmm. Shoulder Breaker Rock, Rocky Maivia, uh, Nation of Domination, The Rock, Intercontinental Title, he was white hot, they did the heel thing with Vince. Like they, they're deviating from their formula because they're no longer wrestling fans. Now they want a bottom line. Mm-hmm. It's not the same product anymore because I was like, oh, we'll, we'll change it. Triple H is still at heart, to his heart about the business and being a fan. And that's why there are so many good things in NXT because he's like, that's bullshit. Give me that because as a fan, I would like that. And, yes. that's, and that's what they're getting away. Johnny, remember, Johnny Gargano wasn't Johnny Gargano when he first walked in. He was getting like squash matches against like trash guys and he was getting squashed and getting killed. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys remember the the guy, uh, Biff, Biff Fit, whatever, the guy with the... <laughs> He, he squashed Johnny Gargano. He kicked Johnny Gargano's ass. I think there was a, the French dude that lost his mind. He whooped Johnny Gargano. Like, all that stuff. Like, they built him up from the ground up. And I don't think it's that we're impatient. I just think that at some point, they want to feed us and force feed us all this stuff, and it's not necessary. That's not. I'm off yeah, I mean, because the last time they actually listened to the fans as far as what they want, like, they had the hijack shows for Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Like, because even with Becky Lynch, that's another example, though. They didn't want Charlotte to get the title at SummerSlam. Like, <laughs> that's when the fans, like, super, like, just popped when she turned heel on her. Yeah. 
Becky and then that, that's I remember we talked about that on a, a past episode. Uh, Becky wasn't supposed to get over the way she got no. over. She's supposed to be heal at that time. Well, I would say she's supposed to stay healed, I think. And then they were just like, well, you know, no offense to Charlotte, you know, she's a great wrestler and all, but how many times can you put the same person in the same spot within that time frame, too? I mean, yeah. she'd only been on the roster three years and was, a, what, five, six-time champion at the time, mm-hmm. if not more? I don't remember how many title runs she had. And I, and I give a little bit to that. Title. Yeah, I give a little bit to that, to uh, Paige getting injured and then, you know, her being gone for a little while. But, um, yeah, like you said, you, 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 she, they kept force-feeding her. They kept putting her in that spot. Um, uh, to bring it back to NXT briefly, though, like like listening to a, a constructive criticism from the fans and adjusting your, your product to it and, and then re, revisiting it, I know a lot of people initially, you know, we were starting to complain a little bit about how lax Keith Lee was. You know, he's in this an intense feud that, that's building right now with Karrion Cross. His, his character doesn't need to be so calm, cool, and collected. He needs to have a little bit of aggression to him. You know, if you watch Wednesday, you're, we're starting to see a whole nother Keith Lee. And that's listening to that. And, and the criticism has to be constructive. I think that's the other part of it, too. If it's just complaining to complain, they're not going to listen. But, you know, if it's some, you know, some type of complaint that's a legit complaint, you know what I mean? At least for NXT. I can't speak for the other shows. But at least for NXT, it seems like they listen and they adapt. I think with I think with NXT there, they know they have they have to be able to change because right now AEW, which we'll get to in a little bit, is they 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 get it. They just understand. They're definitely smoking right now. They're smoking. The train hey. is leaving. The, the uh, what do they how do they say that saying? Train is leaving the station. Yes, sir. Hey. I'm 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 gonna kind of jump ahead a little bit. I don't know if you guys ain't got anything raw. There is a spot on AEW because they had a tag team appreciation match. Dark Order started with uh, the Young Bucks. It was the smaller guy Haskins of the Dark Order, his tag team partner. All right, but it's Matt Jackson, and it's uh, I think it's. Nick Jackson on the mm. top rope. He walks on his partner's shoulder off of Nick Jackson, jumps off as a hurricane runner over the rope. Yeah, I saw that part. That was that was a pretty good match. I, I didn't because I haven't seen a lot of evil and on Stu Grayson, so right. I was like, yeah, it, like I said, like that tag team match a couple weeks ago against King Omega and Hangman was pretty good too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's that's why I'm like there, like. Hell, FTR, um, pile driving Rock and Roll Express <laughs> after just saying, Classic. after Classic. just saying how much they owe them. No, let's. We go. appreciate you guys. Thank we you. Love you guys. We Thank love you guys. You. I bow to you guys. And then all of a sudden, Tully and Arn getting into it, turn their back, <laughs> fire off of <laughs> the Rock and Roll Express, come off that top rope, plant them. And then they look, and then I think uh, Young Bucks about they were like, "What's going on?" And then uh, the elite come out, and FTR just like, "I do what we had to do." Yeah, 
Come on, man. But but Uno Momento before we do AEW. I just want to do a quick impact recap for the guys. Because I know you, I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch it, but as I said, the episode was great. So if y'all got like uh, uh what's that on direct TV where you can uh what's the shit called? I don't know, I'm a Comcast guy. Well, you know, we can go back and you know see stuff that <laughs> no, I'm I'm sure you can find streaming service. I just wanted to yeah. But it was some good matches, man. Um, you had Eric Young against Willie Mack. I, I don't that. know if you guys heard, but uh, Rich Juan had to retire uh, due to an injury. Uh, he had he um, he had to have surgery. And yeah, his career, in-ring career, looks to be over. Okay, I was about to ask you, was, he like a, 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 was it a pink salmon soup situation? Or no, no, it, it was it's, it's legit. Okay. He had he, because of the COVID, he wasn't able to uh, rehab in the manner that he needed to. So he kind of came back, and I think his basically his last match was the Slammiversary match for uh, the TNA Championship. And uh, you know they said he's gonna have to have another surgery. I think he had the surgery already, but they said after that surgery, he was most likely gonna be done in the ring. So got it. Okay. So he'll probably have a, a limp for the for the rest of his life, and as a result, but uh, it's that's leading to a feud between Eric Young and Willie Mack, and that is that was they had a great match uh, the other night. So if you guys can go back and check that out, definitely. Uh, Joe's Bay Jordan Grace had a match against Kimberly, that was mm. decent. You remember you remember Kimberly from the uh, women's tournament? She had the yeah. uh, the rollover pin thing or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So she's now signed to TNA. So you get a chance, y'all need to check that out. Uh, Tasha Steeles and Kiara Hogan defeated Havoc and uh, Nieva. They had a, a women's tag team match. Pretty solid match. Uh, Suicide versus Desmond Xavier. It was interrupted by the Good Brothers. That's what I was talking about. So the Good Brothers had an appearance, but they interrupted that match. Then uh, there's something on there called Wrestle House. I'm not too familiar with it. It's kind of like a uber like reality show kind of thing that they doing so they um it was actually kind of funny i don't i don't know all of the people's names that's involved in it but two of the girls that was in the wrestle house thing uh susie versus alicia they had a match and alicia won and then uh eddie edwards who was the uh, impact champion uh defeated brian myers which is my main man you know what i'm saying aka matt cardona's ex wrestling tag team partner Known formerly as who in WWE? Huh? Kurt uh -huh. Hawkins. Kurt Hawkins, yeah. He debuted an Impact on last uh, this week's episode. And he had a uh, Impact Championship match already. Pretty good match, too. So, yo, yo, Willie Mack is the man and has been doing it for a while. And I'm so glad he didn't take that contract to NXT because he knew better. Like, he knew, like, you're not going to bury me, bro. This is a guy... If you never seen Willie Mack, Willie Mack's like he built like Keith Lee. He right, he don't look it at all, but he's very he's super athletic. Super athletic. And the thing about it is, is like uh, this is how athletic he is. He's in Lucha Underground. All right. And this is when like Ricochet is Prince Puma. They had a match. He's out flipping Prince Puma. Like, like, yeah. literally, like just whoop, whoop. Crazy. Eric that Young, match was great, dude. I'm, I'm telling you, I've, I've heard of Willie Mack before, but that was literally my first match watching. Yeah. And, dude, I'm a fan. Yeah, he that was a, a good match. Good match. Good use of Eric uh, Young 
and and first impression of Willie Mack, I I, yeah, I can't I can't say nothing more, no more phrases because it was great. Bro, he's he's if you get a chance, if you ever get a chance to watch your Willie Mack match and watch Lucha Underground or PWG, and him versus Keith Lee, oh my God, that match is just back and forth. Just two just big mods flipping and flopping and doing like hurricane runs when they have no business doing them. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. So yeah, 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 yeah. Eddie and Eddie Edwards is like Eddie Edwards isn't flashy. Um, but he's always consistent. He's gonna give you a good match. And he's always gonna give you something where like, you know, something to take away from this match. He's he reminds me, I'm not comparing him to him. So before I say it, don't get like caught up in it. He reminds me of Stone Cold in the way that he can be consistent. I'm gonna kick your ass, I'm gonna whoop your ass, I'm gonna beat your ass, I'm gonna get fucked up for a while, then I'm gonna come back and beat. That's because that's kind of the way he goes. He's consistent like that. He is not like Stone Cold. So before anybody watches this on the tube or listens to this on Anchor or whatever, he is not like Stone Cold. I'm saying his consistency reminds me of him. He is not like Stone Cold Stephen Austin. I know I said his name wrong on purpose. He's just he's just dressed like John Cena, but he's consistent like Stone Cold. He reminded me a lot of Eddie King too. Eddie King. Kingston, brother. Yeah. Yeah. That King. Oh yeah. Yeah. But good stuff. But um, I'm gonna start watching that man. I'm gonna start watching. Eddie yeah, King. man. I, I I said I I sat down and I was like today I just I had a chance to sit down and watch all three, so I just watched them all back to back to back. So I just wanted to bring that up uh, before we got in the NXT. Okay. I want yeah, to- I, I, I'm trying to fit it into the the rotation just because I heard I, I've heard good things about Impact as far as especially I know NXT women division is pretty good, but I know I heard there was women's division pretty good too. So mm-hmm. yeah, they they move a little more fluidly. Um, some stuff like to just go back to Raw for a second seems super choreographed. I know during that uh, match with uh, Peyton Royce and Liv Morgan, a lot of the, the the moves seemed super choreographed to me, and I didn't really care for it. Them type of matches, if if WWE had a WWE dark kind of thing like AEW, that's where those matches should be. They do have the main event. That's where they should do that. That that match should have been on main event. It shouldn't have been on Raw. And how that's much, not a big at the ladies. Uh, just, how much I'm you want to bet? Last thing about main main event. Event. I'm sorry, my bad. How, how much you want to bet the main event matches are better than the raw matches? How much you want to bet? Let's they used to be like Let's, when the main event first started. You remember because they had uh, Cesaro. That was, might have been one of Cesaro's best matches in WWE against Kofi for the U.S. title. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like from 2013 in main event, uh, Cody and Chris Jericho had a good match. Uh, Sandow and Cena. This wasn't the one when Cena buried him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, the Wyatts and the Shield. The one time the Shield beat the Wyatts on the main event. Yeah. That was a really good match, too. Uh, one last joke about Raw. I swear, the lights flickering on and off, that's like one of Retribution's five moves of doom. Definitely. Yeah. That you know, was and that part was actually kind of funny to me during the Randy and Rick segment because I felt like they were prepping for the light to go out before the punt. Oh yeah, you could tell. Yeah, I'm glad <laughs> they just did like, that too, though. <laughs> I was like, oh y'all trying to get it primed and ready just so it's like okay, he don't actually have to kick. I, I was like, I um, 
my problem with retribution is where is it coming from like it would be fine if this is one of the things like where it started from the hacker and then it got to the point where the hacker disappeared then the hacker came back and then he says there's like a family of people that are doing it and then it made sense like if they attacked someone specifically mm-hmm. what i don't get with retribution is they just go around destroying shit for no reason like for example the cinder block okay they took a cinder block the wwe picture was up here they threw mm-hmm. the cinder block under the picture and then the picture <laughs> got to make the logo look strong <laughs> exactly like what and then i think i think at one point he cut the ropes and they were yelling and 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 it was and it's just like wait 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 hold on wait a minute time out why are you guys so angry where are you coming from mm-hmm. what the fucking fuck is wrong with you guys nexus we got it <laughs> nexus we got it nexus came out there they fucked up john cena we are gonna fuck up john cena oh we're done with john cena let's fuck up the whole arena Fuck Randy Orton, everything up. Everybody, they were going. Justin Roberts got got choked. Right. And did you see Buddy swing the bat at Corey Graves? Yeah, it was trash. It's like, bro, you better be lucky. Corey Graves was time in the duck. This dude's career ended because of concussions. Like, maybe y'all should have that spot with Michael Cole. Yeah. Was <laughs> was hey, like once again, extras. We know this isn't actual wrestlers on uh, SmackDown. They're like half the size of the yeah. I was mentioned too, which makes it even worse. Oh, they don't man. even look imposing. I just was like, and I, oh man, I was so nervous while the chainsaw was going. I swear, like, I was like, I don't want to see anybody get dismembered on live TV. Like, please be careful. <laughs> and it's, it's chainsaw good. Charlie found the fountain of youth. Oh man. That's what she did. That's what she did. Stupid thing is, as they're saying, Tommaso Champa and Djokovic is gonna be a part of that. And the one thing I don't want is for them to be a part of that. I want Tommaso Chamber to come back and fuck up to the cross. That would make me happy. Yeah. Have like an epic hour long match where they beat the fuck out of each other. And that would make me so happy because they're both rough styles. They, oh my God. And then, and then Killer Cross, he's only giving us a fourth of what he's capable of. Like he's not, oh. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for this Keith Lee Killer Cross match. I really hope it lives up to the hype where they actually give them a match. Now y'all was yeah. telling me to, to be cool about uh about Caden with, with uh Damian Priest. I'm scared shitless of uh Carrie. Yeah. I don't even I wouldn't even look at Scarlett while he's standing there. Like that dude's eyes just he looks like a maniac. Bruh. Do you hear Hugo Savanovich said he used like used to be a mercenary? Bruh. I I can, I can believe it. Did you, see, did you see the way he choked out Danny Birch and put his hand to his ear and was just yelling? Oh, I was like, oh no, this this, this goddamn devil. This nigga trying to kill me. Nuts. Oh, this this motherfucker's crazy. Nope, I'm not fucking with him. Hey, no, look, but do, 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 so only... look, this this is where my mind went with that. Now, God bless the dead. Whatever people will say about this, whatever. Chris Benoit versus Karrion Cross. Oh man, if you if you really want to get into it, if you really want to get into it, let me give you like one minute of why that is the most amazing match in the world. I've seen Killer Cross wrestle. Mm-hmm. 
against a dude named I forgot his name. David something. Mm-hmm. Irish guy. Really rough. Really rough Irish guy. Just a really tough nose, hard nose dude. Okay. I've seen those two go at it, and I kid you not, these European uppercuts they're doing, smallest thing. You know, European, you know, goes up. It sounds like gunshots every time they're doing it back and forth with each other. Just, mm, mm-hmm. mm, mm, mm. And it's making impact. And I'm like, oh. And the crowd is like, I think this is like um, overseas in England. And they're having this match. And it is just an aggressive, loud, just, just knees everywhere, elbows everywhere. German suplexes out of nowhere and people just getting up and powering up when they get a job. <laughs> it's so good. And I and I think Killer Cross won that match. But the thing about it is it's like like it's it's not is it his wrestling? Yes. But it's also his storytelling. Like he'll he can take an ass whooping. And then yeah. all of a sudden he'll come back and he just snaps and it's oh, he's just like oh, I'm so excited. I'm excited. And now I know, I know if Chris was still alive, you know, everything never happened he'd be like late what would he be like mid 50s maybe hitting close to 60 maybe, well he wasn't that old but yeah no like, he'd, he'd be, be mid 50s. 50s he was 40 mid 50s yeah he'd yeah. be 53 so I, just the storytelling alone that have done oh my god that would have been amazing let me see killer cross fight Brock Lesnar and I mean like Prime Brock Lesnar. Create a time machine. Mm. If they would let him, if they'd actually let him, you know, let him go. Get some yeah. to... They gotta let him go and let him do it. That'd be the only way to do it. If you let him go and do it, let's get this NXT right fast. Getting this knocked out because right. I, I got one thing to say about NXT. Build the team. Get it over with. Yeah. Glad my man's back. They're not going to use him the right way. Put him in the North American match after he just had a whole main event with Adam Cole. But, you know, Adam Cole's facing Pat McAfee, which is the dumbest thing ever in the history of history. <sighs> that shows you need to send somebody down to NXT. That's what that shows you. Or they shouldn't have sent Matt Riddle up because they only had that one-off match. You could have had them feuding. Right. You didn't have to send Matt Riddle to SmackDown. And I I wonder if they even, I wonder, I swear, there are so many fucking facts coming through right now. I'm sitting here just keep getting them off of the screen. Like, this would not be happening if I wasn't recording. I'm sorry, (laughs) y'all. Went off on a tangent. But uh, I was was sitting there legit looking at that, too. I'm like, you know, if you still had Matt Riddle down there and um, you had Velveteen still on TV during this time, AEW probably wouldn't have been able to take off the way it's taking off right now. It would have been still competitive. Because you still got guys that we want to see, you know. So far, so good with Matt on SmackDown, but just I, I would have rather he stayed in NXT for a little bit long. Same thing with Bianca. Like I don't think you needed to move her just yet, especially for how they're utilizing her. They could have kept her in NXT and utilized her where she's, you know, just coming to the ring with like uh, uh, Street Profits. Well, no, I thought that. I thought that call was way too soon from a standpoint that Bianca could have been up there with Rhea as far as, you know, borderline face of the brand type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was way too yeah. soon of a call up. The problem is the main roster 
for the women's division needs to be combined with the split brand. You you're limited, and they kind of needed the the appeal to have somebody else come up there, basically. Who's the top one on SmackDown? Bailey, and that's it. Okay, yeah, <laughs> Bailey, and everybody else fall in line. Exactly, and that's, that's and that's it. that's my point. Like, well, Sasha, obviously, yeah, but like I said, they, they're the two of them are killing it. But nah, I mean, Sonya. Problem is, she's a heel right now. Mm. Um, and it's a slow build on some of you. Yeah. Right. Right. Because you got you got Mandy out there with the short hair. Cute fast. Ooh, we one, three, two, one. Boom. And then, and that's like, I mean, that's dope, but I mean, she needs time to develop. Um, you don't, you've lost, I mean, you got Ruby Riot. You don't really use Liv Morgan. You got the Iconics that you really don't use as much as well either. Um, you don't really use Bianca Belair because when you start using Bianca Belair, you're gonna she's gonna be a cornerstone every time. She's and and you really don't have anybody that can match up with well with her on the roster on the main roster outside of Shayna. Uh, I mean, even with Sasha and Bailey, like right. Bianca's physically imposing to them, so you know she's. A match with them, you know, not saying it shouldn't be competitive, but she should dominate. You know what I'm saying? Just, so yeah. you don't really have, oh, and then uh, that's the other thing. Charlotte's not there right now, so right. like your main stars aren't really present outside of Bailey and Sasha. I, so yeah, I, I think I, the one thing though with with Bianca though, I mean, you can't do the same thing with every match, but we're talking about two women that have been in the business. Even though they're both still around thirty or younger, they still have been wrestling way longer than her. So you you simply do something like oh you step to the side and she rams her shoulder into the ring post or something. Mm-hmm. That's Show how you kind of balance that out. Plus, yeah. plus Bailey doesn't look too much smaller than her. It's mainly Sasha because Sasha is like she yeah she's petite like she has a fit body type thing. Mm-hmm. So obviously that's a little bit less believable but there's little things you can do sneak attacks before the match something like that I think um, I think there was a match with Samoa Joe and Brock Lesnar and for a moment there you thought Joe was going to take it because he like does a lot of sneak attacks and I think they're staying away from that formula but that was actually a good fucking match for Brock Lesnar and Samoa Joe no standpoints you gotta be creative with that type of stuff if if you're going to use it like I, I think Liv Morgan has a lot of potential. They still got Nat. They still got Natalia there. And, you know, she's there. And you still got, and you, you freaking still got Naomi. Um, they got Lacey. Lacey Evans, who I think still needs to be in NXT for a while. I mean, it's, it's like KG said, they need to, they need to just unify the women division on both brands. I know the UK, you're on two different networks, blah, 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 whatever. That should be the one division, or you just give them their own show where you got them unified, but uh, where you can kind of tie some of these storylines together, but they, they're just, it's, it's too thin to try to say, hey, they have their own division on SmackDown, they have their own division on Raw. It just doesn't work. I think, I, and I think, and I think one of those things, like KG said, like even with the tag team titles, that um, it should just be like just one thing automatically, and that's that's important. But the focus on them is so minute sometimes that 
you're not able to develop them and put them in big match situations. So maybe they can't step up as fast or do things as fast or as well with the opportunities they're given. Because for example, um, apparently they bought, what's her name? Uh, Vanessa, Vanessa Bourne, is that, am I saying her name right? Yeah, she's yeah. supposed to be in Retribution, I think. Right, and she's supposed to be in Retribution and it's like, she hasn't had like more than five or six matches in NXT that I could think of that were like, one, one where she came out to be the winner and two that were like relevant. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like not to be disrespectful or anything, but like, they need to develop this type of thing. With yeah. Story. Like, because, oh I don't want to say this. But I, say I, um, I remember seeing Britt Baker on NXT. I don't even remember seeing uh, Vanessa Bourne on there. <laughs> she, yeah, yeah. I only remember Vanessa Bourne because I was like, hmm, okay. All right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I, but they're watching the wrestle, it's like, oh, she's green. You know what I'm saying? Like she's just green around like the actual mm -hmm. thing. And then on the top of like all those things, it's just like there are certain things where if you're gonna use NXT to develop them, develop them that way. But like really, really work hard mm -hmm. on developing them. Do not put them in situations that because I think Vanessa this is gonna sound like crap, but I think Vanessa Bourne's gonna just shit the bed with retribution. She's just gonna do terrible. It's just gonna be. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just. I'm gonna shut up before I get in trouble. You gonna bury her like Jim Cornette? Three, or is that my is that my spiel? Three, two, one. Ah, <laughs> 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 no, that's not. So no highlights from NXT. You anybody want to kick it off? Uh, <laughs> I like the fact that. Grimes is potentially in line. Cameron Grimes. Yeah, I like him. <laughs> I like him. I, we hey, need that like sound bit, bro. He's bro. We definitely need that. <laughs> I'm gonna get it. I got it. I already got a couple of them. If you get a chance, if you get a chance to YouTube uh, PWG before he was Cameron Grimes, he was some like regular name or whatever. He does like a five minute promo on, I think Bandito and tell him how terrible he is. And it's like the funniest thing in the history of all history. So now <laughs> to see him with, to, to see him actually like get a match and, you know, get his uh, shine on with his move, the Cayman, which I like the name of that, their finisher, the Cayman, like the uh, crocodile or alligator. I see what you did there. Yeah. That's really impressive. Um, I like that. And then uh, I'm, I'm excited about that. And then I'm excited about the match next week with Finn and Velveteen. Hopefully that match is like a solid, really, 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 really good match where we get to see the ability of uh, both of those guys. So, I mean, good stuff. It's some good stuff on NXT. I can't stand the fact that uh, Killian Dane is getting buried the way he is after he had such that big, huge anticipation of him doing things. And yeah, yeah it's trash, but. It is what it is. For me, um, the triple threat with Kushida, Cameron Grimes, and Velvet Team was pretty good. Um, I just want to touch on uh, Keith Lee just getting hit in the face with a fireball, and nobody saw that coming. I guess Kane Nobody. passed down his Kane passed down the teachings to Scarlet, I guess, or something. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> and then they didn't set him on fire like Jim Ross. Yeah. That was the funny thing. He was like, where's Cross? 
Like he will kick your ass right now, Keith. You can't see. This isn't blood sport. This was Blade. I told you instead of saying Frost, he was Cross. Right. Did you just see the John Claude Van Damme movie as a reference? This isn't blood sport, brother. Like, yeah. He's gonna kick your ass right now. And what do you see? What do you do, Joe? He's he gonna do this shit. Ah. Ah. <laughs> Bro, the scene, the, like it was like he was like, go to sleep. Go to sleep now, Daddy. And it was like, oh, this motherfucker's crazy. What the fuck with this buddy? Nuts. <laughs> nuts. Buddy, is, buddy is the truth. I'm not. I gracefully bow out. Yeah. yeah. You know, Does it I didn't know all this. I didn't know all that stuff was happening with Velveteen, though. Like, I, I knew he was being investigated for something. Then I read the whole story, and I'm like, whoa. Yeah, they said uh, he sent a nude to a minor. And then he's saying he didn't do it. It was some type of stuff where his page was hacked. And they can't find the picture. They can't find the information anymore because either they both deleted it or he deleted it or something like that or whatever. And then they said his career in WWE might be about finished because of that incident. So they took him off TV after the main event. And then they were going to like reassess whether or not they wanted to keep him or not. The problem is, is that if you take off Velveteen, you have no more faces that are like legit hardcore faces that you want to cheer for because you've taken off Champa, who was a face against Gargano at one point. Mm-hmm. You have Keith Lee, who's champ. And then you have Matt Riddle at SmackDown. And you got Oni Larkin. Yeah, no, some, because some of those accusations were great, you know, they were saying something about some boys were accusing them too. Right. So right. I was just like, whoa. But no, like, going back to what you said, going back on the topic, um, well, they actually turned him at the end of that match. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he attacked Kushida. But like you said, if he left uh, the last time we saw him, though, was as a face. Right. Um, yeah, I'm trying to understand the thought process of that. I guess Finn's been more of a edgy face, more so, I guess. Because outside of attacking Gargano, he, he's mostly been facing heels. Right. So um, I think Damian Priest is in that tweener space. They're really trying to push Bronson Reed. I'm tired of the whole thick boy thing. I think they need to back off of that. Stop saying you that see they put it in his graphics now? <sighs> <laughs> yeah, I did. But no, um, in terms of, uh, in terms of Bay really behind us and Keith Lee, like Joe was saying, it's not really... Aren't many, especially like Matt Riddle's on. You know, I want to see in Raw Underground said this last time, Timothy Thatcher. Yeah, he would make sense. And they don't, they got the NXT guys like extras on there. They yeah. don't have them actually like competing. So that's kind of trash, too. You He's know what? Definitely that's, gonna... that's part of what's, that's like the only gripe I got with NXT right now. Like they got some major players off the TV right now. Like, how do you not have. You know what I mean? Uh, well, you, well, we just found out what happened with Dreams, and that's why Dream hasn't been there. But how do you not have Champa on TV? And maybe and they're I, really building something towards. I don't know because I heard that uh, they wanted to call him up, and he was like, "No, nah, he didn't want to go to Raw or SmackDown or something." I don't, I don't that's what him. I heard. No I'm one, not blaming. No one wants to go to Raw or SmackDown right now because, again, you don't have. See, when they first started it, where there was like a show with Bischoff and then a show with Heyman. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm down for that. But then they got rid of Bischoff immediately. And they got rid of Heyman 
all of a sudden too. And then you just have Pritchard and somebody else that I don't know. And oh, yeah. Pritchard and Vince. So now it's like, okay, wrestling's going back to the 80s. And yeah. maybe she <laughs> And it's going to be crap and it's going to be trash and, and the thing of, the thing of it is is like it would be fine if we're in that decade but again it's a bottom line for those two because they have their money they have their funds or whatever so now it's not even about putting on a good show it's about how many t-shirts can i sell how right. much merch can we get rid of that's why like and, and that's why, like, there's, like, crazy wild, crazy weird sales on WWE.com right now where it's, like, buy a T-shirt, get another one for, like, $2. Because <laughs> no you, one's buying it. No one wants that right. shit anymore. So. Um, and then another thing, um, to kind of go back to Champa, I mean, maybe it's one of those things where, like, all right, because getting called to the main roster means more money, but, like, maybe these dudes rather have their freedom and take, like, 100000 or $200,000 less or whatever you have you. I'm guessing the top two guys in NXT are getting close to seven figures. They're getting close to seven figures, but now it's now it's so much more about their legacy. That's what I'm saying, like being having freedom. Like you know, there's some have you be another guy. On you see what they did to Aleister Black. Look, they buried almost everybody that was a star in NXT to the point where like Finn had to go back there to be the prince. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Remember, like they had this whole thing. Where he faced the fiend, and I was like, "Oh shit, we might get the demon versus the fiend," and we never got it. Like, it, like it never happened. Like he got buried, and it was like, "Wait a minute, wait, wait, no, Finn has another ego. We can use that. That that can be a thing for a while." Yeah, no. I'm gonna tell you right now, Charlotte and Seth are like the only people that were stars in NXT that haven't. They've still been stars that haven't been buried. They haven't dropped the ball with them. They dropped, right. they dropped the ball with KO, uh, Sammy, uh, Bailey. Uh, like, Bailey and Sasha are finally, but is Sasha going to actually keep the title, though? Because you remember, every time she's touched the singles title, she dropped it in her first title since. Yeah. I think for now. So she's, she's been buried, too, to a degree. Yeah. I think for now, she's going to keep it. You think but, she's going over Oscar? Well, yeah. Gonna, I hope I think so. For, like, I like Oscar, but. I love Oscar. Yeah. She's not going. She's not going to championship. That's so another one they dropped the ball with Oscar, who's a so, star in NXT. So long as Vince McMahon is in charge, who decided? Who decided that at WrestleMania, Oscar loses clean to Charlotte Flair? Ah, oh, the the blasphemy! Triple H built up this woman to be unstoppable, and you literally look at your seminar like. Nah, Charlotte. What? Hey, but hey, look what he did with Undertaker. <laughs> so he doesn't give a shit about doing that to Oscar. That's an A. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. That is so disrespectful in so many ways. Three. It's two. the truth, though. Come on, Austin. It is. Or you know what? We should do pipe bomb. <laughs> pipe bomb. <laughs> Legit. Like, he, he gave away the streak. Isn't that ironic too? Because what did what did uh, Punk say? Yeah, I don't want to be necessarily in a WrestleMania match that everybody knows the outcome. A year later, what do they do? They just kept giving that dude middle fingers. But bro, like, but this, but this is the crazy thing about that. Remember, he says that, and then had an amazing match with Undertaker. Oh yeah, no, he. 
that's the funny thing on his way out. Like his last year there, Punk had like two match of the year candidates, like that one, and then the match against Brock at SummerSlam. Right, and that's those are very strong matches. Yeah, those those are my that's and that's my gripe with WWE. Period. That was the guy. He he showed you on his way out. Hey, I'm that guy. Yeah. I'm gonna take your biggest star with Undertaker. I'm gonna have a great match with him, and I'm gonna lose. I'm gonna take your other biggest star that may not even wrestle as much as well, and I'm gonna lose that one, but I'm gonna make it interesting. Right. And he made all those matches so good. I'll even give you another one. The match that he lost to Rock. Cause I was in there, it was solid. Storytelling. Good story. This guy, oh my God, I hate Vince so much, bro. Like I dislike him. <laughs> yeah. Well, because he only wants certain people to go over the part timers, and it's like, bro, you're not gonna, you can't pick and choose. Like I understand, we don't want to, they don't want to bury the part timers, but you can't use the part timers to bury everybody except for a select few. Like other than Cena, Seth, and Roman, who's really looked good against the part timers. But we've, but it's gotten to the point now where. He's basically thrown out the rules for the part-timers. They had a cage match in Saudi. Roman fell out of the cage first onto the ground, and they made Brock Lesnar the winner of the match. They've changed the... This <laughs> man has no... Okay, let's stop talking about this. I'm getting angry. I'm getting very angry. on AEW. Oh, I, I didn't get my I didn't get my. Hat. Oh, yeah, touched, I'm sorry, you, sir. No, no, go yeah, ahead. No, you please. you touched on him though. You touched on him though, so I don't have to uh, no, go in depth on him. But uh, the triple threat match was great. Uh, Grimes, Kushida, and Dream, and uh, Bronson Reed and Damian Priest. Uh, those two matches, and then of course the Fireball and uh, the match with uh, Danny Burch with Karrion Cross. Those are my uh, my my top three highlights from the NXT. Uh, yeah, I'm actually looking forward to talking about AEW because I watched AEW first. This was the first week I watched that first before I watched the NXT. Because got X Men on NXT now with Fire. <laughs> yeah, Pyro. Yeah, man. So definitely. <laughs> that that's that's the uh, the reaping the benefits of all those cuts during COVID. That's what that is. They they could afford Fire now. Hey, man. Right. Hey, somebody kick this off, bro. Somebody kick this AEW stuff off right, bro. Come on. All right. Uh, yeah, I'll start. Yeah, I... <laughs> so, sorry, I'm not starting off. Great. <laughs> no, but I, I enjoyed Moxley coming in, getting some revenge on MJF. Uh, I thought that was pretty good because he comes through the entrance ramp instead of... <laughs> Wait, step. Wait. Real quick, real quick. What's up? MJF came out <laughs> and he was like, New gum guy is killing it. I was like, Go ahead, sorry. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, no, that was that was funny. Um the tag match with Omega and Hangman against Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy was pretty good. Uh we keep seeing hints of Omega turning heel. And honestly, Marco Sun's getting on my nerves right now. I'm, I'm like, why are you out here? <laughs> yeah, hey, did you see that part where uh, Kenny he suplexed him right, and he's like looking dead at him, like, "Oh shit, what's going on?" If Kenny didn't catch Jungle Boy, he would have broke oh, his yeah, freaking yeah, neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, and it was Kenny wasn't really paying attention to him. It looked like it was like he just happened to look up at the right time, 
and was able to catch him. I was like, oh shit, that could have went so bad. Yeah, because he he grabbed the, he grabbed the railing at the end because he was headed there like face first. Yeah, it was gonna be ugly. It was gonna be ugly. It was gonna be ugly. I'm ooh, that was gonna be. Ugly. Marco uh, Stunt is hilarious, but yeah, he, no. he's, he's definitely like yeah. Sometimes it's like okay, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, he's gonna do too. He's like 24, 25 too, right? No, he's younger than that. He's like twenty two, I think. Oh wow! Yeah. Because uh, yeah, because MJF was like twenty four, I think. Yeah, he's twenty four. Yeah. Uh, and I yeah, heard there was bright. There That's was what I said. Like their, when I was going to say their match was like my favorite one outside of that Stadium Stampede match at uh, Double or Nothing. Double MJF and yeah. Jungle Boy. That was pretty good. Yeah, he's uh, ultimate heel man. He's an asshole, and like. And he's funny, like he like, and he even went back to when uh, Samoa Joe pushed him at NXT. He was like, he was a security guard at NXT for a little while. And Samoa Joe pushed him to get to the ramp. Yeah, yeah. same thing. Guy on his way out. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's so funny. Yeah, he, that part when that the gum guy that was funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, girl's like, I hired him. He's like, wait, do not speak until you're spoken to. Exactly, <laughs> Bruh! Still like, heal. Oh man, that bro. was pretty funny. Um, and then the Young Bucks against uh, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. We touched on that earlier. That was really good tag team tag team match as well. So, yeah. uh, I didn't get to the main event yet. I'm just about finished. So if anybody else wants to kind of pick up from that, uh, hey, how about how about Brody Lee? Back. How about Brody Lee still in Karrion's cross TikTok? No, <laughs> oh, yeah, he did say TikTok. He did. <laughs> Time's up. TikTok. It was just he def- that's what he said. He said TikTok. Time's up. Right. I thought that was kind of slick. I was like, ah, I see uh, what you did there, Brody. I see what you did, buddy. But he's but like to see Brody Lee be intense after that seventy-four year old asshole said he couldn't see him talking that way, and he's cutting these hot skating promos. Yeah, it's like these these guys are leaving the. These guys are leaving the pinnacle of wrestling and saying, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go here. They got money too. Like, ah, uh, oh. And, and and that's the big thing. To me, like, that's why I said it's it's a bunch of, of, of fans doing this. Like, we're looking at this product, we're looking at that product. Like, who who knows wrestling better now? It's like, does the wrestler know what's best for him or does Vince know what's best for him? Right. And right now, it's looking like the wrestler knows what the fuck he's talking about. Right, you know what I'm saying, and it's just kind of like, how do you not push a Brody Lee? Not saying you got to put the title in his hand, but why not push? The dude was over. Like when he got the IC strap randomly, everybody was cheering. Yeah, same. But same thing when like he went. Remember he was wearing like the black wife beater and had like an amazing match against somebody, and everybody was like, "Oh, he's next," and he didn't push him. Yeah, I think it was him and AJ. Yeah. Yes. Yes, they yeah, had a crazy match. As a baby face, like that's when they like completely split up the Wyatts. You hear all mm-hmm. these Luke chants, and then like they just took them off TV randomly. Because even because uh, even though we were getting on Cena earlier, he actually did say uh, he's like, yeah, Luke Harper and Cesaro are like the most underrated wrestlers in WWE. Yeah. They interviewed Cena, so. Going back to one other point I was going to make and hand it off to you guys. I'm trying to remember, was it about uh, 
think it was about Brody Lee, but um, oh no, it was about Tully. I guess when you get to that age, you don't care because he, he he called him Cody Rhodes. Man, yeah, <laughs> he was cutting that promo. <laughs> he, he called him. I was like, whoa! So they say you couldn't call him Cody Rhodes. He's he's wrestling royalty though, because once you <laughs> they're once, doing a good. Once, once you get a second generation star, you're wrestling royalty. Basically. Oh yeah, Justin Roberts called him. What do you call him, the Prince of Wrestling? Yeah. Yep. He's, he's That's, is that another he's shot? Yeah. They doing a lot of referencing to like WWE products. Yeah. When I, when I was watching Impact, they were doing it. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Referencing the Hardy Boys, like they said the Hardys. They didn't say the Hardy Boys, but you know, you you referencing uh, Impact fans. They did the same thing. They referenced uh, uh, Matt Cardona and uh, and. Uh, What's his name? I gotta get get his new name now. Brian Myers. <laughs> Brian Myers. Brian yeah, Myers. they referenced their time in WWE, and I was just kind of sitting there like, "There's a lot of that going on now." I remember when that was taboo in in, in wrestling for a while. That now now the freedom not, because the gloves are off. The gloves are off now. Yeah. What what are you really are you really gonna ask me to come to court in the middle of a pandemic? No, no. For what? Your brand. Number one, that's money you don't want to spend with a brand that's not making any money. Period. It's too much. True. It's too much. To have to be able to, one, see these guys cut these promos and see these guys say whatever they want to say in the midst of a pandemic where they may or may not be suffering, it's easier that way. Oh, God, it's, it's so much easier now. And especially with, yeah. for example, I'll use this as an example. Best match of the night for me with AEW was it's a toss up between Jericho and Cassidy and Scorpio Sky and Cody because one is just pure great wrestling, the other one is just great storytelling by Jericho who is the wrestler of the year. I don't care what anyone says, that's the wrestler of the year. In quote period, he's, he's wrestler of the year. <laughs> well, I think you see sometimes yeah. these guys referencing other companies because the other companies are the ones like, okay, what well, is what it is. You know, we're in a pandemic, whatever have you. And this WWE that feels threatened. They're yeah. the ones that want to acknowledge other companies because because they, they're because the, they're the only one getting because they're the one getting the shots fired at them. Like at at the end of the day, at the end of the day, everything in AEW storytelling is I understand it. It makes sense. There's a process to it. For example, Matt Hardy, Sammy Guevara have a beef. Sammy Guevara throws a chair at Matt Hardy, busts him wide open with the wrong chair. Mm-hmm. Matt Hardy comes out with a shirt the next week. Uh, I think it's like, I never die, I can't die. I'll flash to it in the middle of the video. I don't die, something like that. Yeah. Right, right, right. And then they say he'll be back next week but he may be so concussed that now all he's seeing is Sammy Guevara and he attacks the referee. So now what do they have to do? They have to suspend him next week and Sammy Guevara's going to be there next week. Well, now it's more right. than each other. It's, it's all a part of the story. It's not that we're, we're not slow. Wrestling fans aren't getting slower and getting dumber. They don't want immediate. Mm-hmm. It's about actually telling a story that makes sense that we can understand right. and get. Not something that we can just like, oh, that's going to be this. That's going to be that. I can guess that. AEW's got it on lock, bro. They got it on lock. And then, and then Brody Lee is finna be TNT champion, hopefully. Uh, was the fourth? Or is it this Saturday coming up? It's actually gonna be going up head to head against uh, TakeOver 30. 
Yes, yeah, problem. There's a nice ring to it though. Saturday Night Dynamite. What do you, what do you guys watch? NXT, hands down. Only because NXT. it's a takeover. I was gonna say, maybe if you want to come to the studio, you can watch it. You can watch it up there Saturday. Thank you. I watch that dynamite, big dog. I'm getting that dynamite. I grab me. I grab the kiddos and watch that dynamite. Over takeover? Yeah. I'm not, I don't want to see anything but Keith Lee. Mm. I have you no one to see. So, because I think, well, I think what's going I think uh, he's going to cost Finn. I, I'd like to see that match, Finn and Timothy Thatcher. Oh, I'm surprised sure. they didn't go with that, but they like they might be going for the slow build with that. Well, they, and I I could definitely see him. Well, they him. said that whoever didn't get pinned or submitted in the triple threats got a second chance. That's the only reason why Timothy Thatcher's out because he's the one that passed out to Dexter Loomis, his sleeper, or right. not sleeper, his like uh, almost like a Cold. modified Peter Clutch type okay. thing, mm-hmm. or Camel Clutch modified. Um. So and then after the match, Finn attacked Timothy Thatcher. So more than likely, what's going to happen is Timothy's after is going to cost him. Velvetino probably be in the ladder match. That's that's the way I see it playing out. I'm surprised that they didn't have Velvetino just pin Grimes. They just had the wrong people in the wrong match because I would have loved to see Kushida and Finn Balor. That would that been an epic match, and that would been like the New Japan stuff, which why they wouldn't do it because then we'd have to go look it up in New Japan and see how much better they did it. I want to <laughs> see more of uh, Kushida. I hope you see more of him on TV going forward. Yeah, I heard him and Kyle O'Reilly had a really good match in New Japan. Oh, my God. Fantastic. Yeah, because she is one of those guys where is he going to give you like a hot skating promo? No. But he got, he'll got he say enough to make it matter. And um, Kyle O'Reilly was Kyle O'Reilly, great personality and everything else. But when they get in that ring, like people don't like I don't think people believe in Kyle Riley's ability because they think because he is a striker and does have an MMA background that he can't wrestle as well or like he can only chain wrestle. No, he can actually go. And he has impact right. moves, but you gotta put him in the right situation. Like I think he can go against I think Kyle O'Reilly's the best comparison I can compare him to is Owen Hart with striking. Like that's mm. how that's how you have to view him as because he might be like that in that realm or a smaller guy that can kind of fly a little bit but like his striking or striking wise Kyle Riley's amazing I, I remember Kyle Riley facing uh, Pete Dunne and uh, Roderick Schraw and he threw Pete Dunne for a German suplex landed on his butt and smiled and then Pete Dunlant did a backflip on his feet, clapped Kyle O'Reilly over the head. And I was like, I fuck with Kyle O'Reilly. It's a real dude. That bump's amazing. <laughs> so yeah, man. But I'm 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 probably gonna be more keen to watch Dynamite just because it's too many good matches. MJF, I think as as uh yeah, that's all out. That's all that's all out. And I think uh only a- is it tag team champions? Uh, well, that? the only I think the only match that's official was Cody versus Brody Lee. If I'm not mistaken, I I could be wrong though. Okay. And uh, MJF and uh, Moxley is official, right? No, no, that's, that's all out. That's, that's September fifth. That's all out. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's Saturday before Labor Day. That so would have been here. Oh. Yeah. Damn it, COVID. Told you that's the biggest heel of 2020. 
That would have been here. Damn, bro. That's fucked up. I'm sad about that shit now. Right. Would have had to find me a new redhead since Becky pregnant. <laughs> oh, Speaking of Becky being pregnant, which is a terrible segue because I had nothing to do with anything. <laughs> Shouts out. <laughs> Shouts out to our WCW, ladies and gentlemen. Cue the Fez in three, two, one. That's what I'm talking about. Um, yes, 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 yes. Shout out to her. Uh, Penelope Ford, correct? Correct. That's correct. All right, Penelope Ford, she is actually Kip Sabian's uh, fiance. If anyone is wondering what the connection is there. Uh, she's in uh, AEW. She's actually probably one of their better women wrestlers. Um, she's definitely one of the more athletic ones, for yeah. sure. She, she's got a lot of ability. I think I'll... I'll so this one of the more attractive ones, too. Yeah, she's gorgeous. She's a beautiful girl. She's very, very beautiful. She's um, a Philly girl. Straight to the moon, baby. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Sometimes, you know, you gotta... <laughs> hey, look what I did when I did it. Watch what happened. You know what I'm saying? Now, Penelope Ford is amazing. She's... Um, Chris Jericho even said she's in line to be a champion one day. And some of the stuff will probably be showing while we're talking about it. Like some of the some of the things she's done in these matches. Yeah. Springboard, uh the springboard cutter off the ropes. Um, the uh perfect plex that she does at the end of the match is dope. Great wrestler, amazing young lady, amazing young talent, whatever. Shout out to her. Her social media stuff will be popping up in there it is right there. And um she's uh Pretty dope, man. I'm excited to see what she does in the future. And shouts out to Penelope Ford. All right. Uh, my debut, uh, AEW. I was going to say my WCW shit. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, AEW highlights um, was uh, Kobe Rose and Scorpio Sky. Yeah. Real solid match. We saw the official debut of the uh, TV title, you know, all dressed in gold. You know, I still probably would have pre uh, preferred that had a, a, a black strap as opposed to the red one, but it looks a lot better with the gold on it. Um, that, 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 uh, what else? The tag team championship match was a very, very solid, good match. I definitely enjoyed that one. Kenny Omega and Adam Page versus Jurassic Express, as we talked about earlier, and Orange Cassidy versus Chris Jericho, the sequel that actually met expectations mm. well at least for me how did you feel about it joe i think um i think i think like this Th this is why chris jericho is my match of the my, my rest of the year mike Kyoto comes back to referee great we all love mike Kyoto. wwe times it's all great and the match obviously starts out white hot uh orange cassie comes out fire and everything's good but then jericho takes over does his thing with third blah blah and then jericho grabs a bat says Kyoto. Do the right thing, man. Turn around. I'm Chris Jericho. I've been here longer than you. I'm late champion. Uh, I am uh, <laughs> the demigod. All this other jazz. Turn around. Trust me. We got history. WWE. Come on, man. Turn around. And then Kyoto's about to turn around. And what happens? Turns back around, snatches the bat, roll up pin, uh, pins Chris Jericho one, two, three. Yeah, cheap win. Blah, 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 blah. Great. But it's a story now. Now we're getting mm -hmm. really gritty. It's gonna get real, real, real ugly. Chris Jericho lost seven thousand dollars on that match because he bet seven thousand dollars. I know what you're thinking. Teresa's 
It's chump change. But you and me, that's a lot of fucking money. Let's go. Out of pizza. Bruh. <laughs> that, and I think I think the whole match in itself was just intense because watching how Chris Jericho and Orange develop their chemistry, you can see that it's getting better and better. Mm-hmm. And with Chris having such wise, sage wisdom and experience, you can see it like starting to drip on whoever he t- like gets with, like whoever he starts to wrestle with, they're starting to get it too. Like, mm-hmm. like it's just developing beautifully. Like in terms of how AEW is starting to blossom, Chris Jericho has everything to do with that. Every single thing to do with that. And I'm excited to see what happens with Orange in the future after that. But man, it's, it's, getting, it's getting real, man. It's getting really good. I will go out on the limb and say this. I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but I, I'll share this sentiment. And I do say if you don't have a Chris Jericho there to kind of steer that boat and be the captain of that ship, AEW doesn't have as much success as it's having right now. I agree with you. Because he's been just that integral to the product. Like it, him being there, just even just for you know placement. Again, he's he's helping to develop Orange Cassidy now. You know he's having this great feud with Orange Cassidy. You know they're having good matches. They're having good segments. They do the debate. The debates a hit. You know what I mean? That debate would have been a supreme dud if it was in WWE. Yeah, been trash. But, you know, these guys, they were able to, you know what I'm saying, make something out of that. And that was a great, uh, I, I enjoyed it. It was a great main event. It was a great main event. Just to put a button on it. I think, um, I think all that, I think that was a fire main event in terms of what he brings to the table. But if you think about it, he's carried AEW through the storm when they first started. First match, mm-hmm. with, Kenny, first match with Kenny Omega, one of the best wrestlers in the world. And Chris Jericho comes out on top. And even if it's a, a weird finish or a good finish, he comes out on top. Um, then the John Moxley build, slow, long build, comes out on top. Even the match with Cody comes out on top with like a slow, long build. Now, is he like lion tamer, athletic Chris Jericho? No, not by any stretch of the imagination. Hell, right. so, the damn Coldberger doesn't even look the same. He looks tired, but right. he's carrying through just by like, with like little small wisdom and little small things and they're developing. He made Jack Swagger look like a fucking beast right now. Jack Hager looks like a damn man in that damn setting. So it's all Chris Jericho, man. That's all I got. We the people. Oh. <laughs> we the people, man. So yeah, man. That's all I got tonight. Uh, anything else, fellas? Anything I want to touch on? Anything I want to speak with? Speaking now, forever hold your peace. I just want to say this Zoom experience has been great. No dropping off. So far, so good. Looks and you know what I mean? Just got to get used to the camera a little bit. But uh, yeah, man, this was a great idea. Salute, brother. No problem, man. Get your swag up, man. That's all it is, man. Yeah, I, I ain't gonna have a great shirt on this time. But y'all gotta get the backgrounds, man. You see the backgrounds? I got, I got my background. I ain't want background to, going, you know. I ain't want, I ain't want to be out here doing too much with my background. Hold on one second and play with it. No, mm-hmm. just go ahead, just go ahead, just, just take it. Switch up. it up, switch it up. You know, might might just keep it like this so they see the logo. Okay. You know, little logo. Okay, little yeah, logo, yeah. background stuff. You know what I'm saying? Just a couple things. You know what I mean? I'm out here with you know you did. Uh, hey, he keep trying to Thanos me a little bit. So, you know, my shoulders keep 
you know, coming out. Okay, I see you. You got it with the greats, you know? Yeah, that's about it, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> um, yeah, man, I'm excited. Let's start zooming. Getting the full, we're going to get the full horseman in here eventually, bro. It's going to be yeah, mad I, crazy. I, I, I'm, I'm going to start calling him saying, man, bro, I don't know where he at. I ain't talked to him. <laughs> he just got to pop something when he pops up. <laughs> when he gets here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. But uh, been, a, been a good episode, though, man. I think, you know, start the season off, you know, with Zoom. Uh, yeah. Hey, man, KG, wake up. It's season uh, two, episode one. And you are half sleep with sleep man face, man. Get up, bear. We about to be out here. Close us out, KG. Uh, you know, you know it. I haven't been the same since May eleventh, twenty twenty. See, I thought Penelope would have, you know, brightened your nah, day a little man. bit, but you know, she's somebody's fiance, so yeah. Yeah, she <laughs> is. I don't want the beef. You don't know, you never know about those English dudes. You never know. They yeah, might be strapped yeah. too. Man, Kip Sabian on, on Twitch. I go see him on Fortnite right now and shoot his ass in the face. I ain't worried about him. Oh, wow. Bye-bye. So violent. Yeah, because I, I didn't <laughs> actually, I didn't know that, because uh, I thought, you know, sometimes when wrestlers, that's just gimmicks, you know, you know, with the valets. I didn't know she was, she used to really date Joey Janela. Yeah. I yeah. didn't know that. Which is a thing. Apparently, people are dating Joey Janela, who's badly built. Sorry, I don't care what anyone says. No, I agree with that. Joey Janela oh, is built Janella. like a new shapes. To end the episode, this is what I want to kind of do. I know we we recapped it. So, to end the episode, show of the week. I know we haven't seen SmackDown, obviously. But um, between... I, and you guys didn't see Impact, but I could I could say Impact was my show of the week if I wanted to because I watched it. But from the three that you guys watched, yeah, three. What would be your show of the week? AEW, hands down. AEW. This is gonna shock you guys. This is gonna shock you. My show of the week, Impact. Impact. I knew it. But is it is it because you first watched it and your eyes were open to a different like genre of like wrestling? Like is it is it like watching like 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 okay, like you listen to hip hop your whole life and then you learn gangster rap? Is it that type of thing for you right now? <laughs> or is it like it was a really good ass show? It's a really good ass show. You know what? For okay, quality wise, I'm not gonna sit and act like uh I'm just, I knew everything about how Impact was, how it was being presented and all that. I hadn't watched it for a while, maybe since like AJ left. Okay. I, tried to, I would try to catch it here and there. Like I tried to catch it while Cody and him was, was there for a little bit, El Patron, uh, Bobby. I would catch it in spurts back then, but I wasn't consistent with it. So I, I, I didn't know how the quality of everything was, but the storytelling on it, and it really reminds me, it's in the same like wheelhouse as AEW. Okay. okay. So if that makes sense to you guys, as far as quality wise and talent wise, like it isn't, it doesn't have the the, the financial, you know what I mean? Backing. backing yeah, yeah, yeah. So it lacks there a little bit in production maybe, but the storylines and the quality of the matches, they, they are very, very solid. And they, and they actually give, you know, people 
enough time to have like matches where both talents get to get some shine. You know, it's not, uh, you know, two, man, two, two minutes, you know, a, a eight minute entrance. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's none of that kind of goofball stuff. I'll tell you so something. like, for instance, the Eric Young, Willie Mack match, that match had to be at least 20 minutes. It was a solid 20 minute match. Like the match all the way throughout, I enjoyed it. I'll tell you something, give it beginning of the year next year, Tony Khan's gonna buy Impact and they're gonna be competing with WWE. Well, see, that was the thing. Uh, WWE tried to buy Impact, but the they didn't own Atlas Entertainment or something like that. Owns right. a majority of Impact, and they didn't want to sell it. So that's the only reason Vince didn't absorb, because they sold like 49% of the tape library to, I think, Fight TV or something like that, whatever that app is called. Yeah. And then, um, so they didn't, they didn't retain the majority ownership of uh, the actual brand, so Cody can get it. Yeah, Cody about to get it. So if they don't, I could definitely see them doing something where it's cross branding and they're you know guys are popping up on both shows. But uh, it was it was actually good, man. It, it exceeded my expectations, and that's what made it my show of the week. Okay, I give you that. I will give that to you. Fine, I will give that to you. You can have it. Fine. I mean, as long as Retribution doesn't show up, SmackDown might actually be decent. Oh, Back to dominate. Oh. But you know they come. All right, I swear, like, watching WWE's main roster right now is like, Joe brought up music early. It's like mumble rap right now. AEW is like classic hip-hop. <laughs> you ain't got to be classic hip-hop. It's like it's like Kendrick Lamar or J. Cole right now. Right. 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 I think that's the oh, way I like I like that comparison. I like that comparison. I like that. I think I think overall with it, it'll get together, man. Let's man, let me get us out of here, bro, before I start talking about Vince again, start venting about Vince. All right, man. So thank y'all for tuning in. We'll be coming at y'all with another episode. We said five superstars. We felt like should have been champion by now already. Yes. Yeah, we kind of probably have to mix that in though because SummerSlam is next is gonna be, I think. Yeah. So SummerSlam is the Sunday after this one. Yeah. So we have. So next week will be our SummerSlam preview. We got. We can just do a SummerSlam preview and a um, five guys instead of doing a recap of the week. Oh, we got. We got to do takeover too. We got to. We got to do takeover. Right. Ooh, we'll figure Loading it out, and if week. we don't, we don't get to it. You know, this month we can we can revisit it next month because it's one of those original, uh, you yeah. know, what I'm saying, type of episodes. So it doesn't necessarily got to have a timeline. Yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll get to that eventually. It'll give us time to. Cause I think I got my five already. I got my five. I got my five too. So we'll get right to it from there. Okay. All right, man. Five guys that Vince mm-hmm. don't want to see shine. Season two, episode one. Is that your V trigger? <laughs> T trigger. That's what I'm gonna get Damian Priest. You know what? Come to Jamaica! When you see that, when you see that archer, that archer pop up, it's not just a gimmick. That's all you're gonna see on the back of the wall in the basement. 
<laughs> all right, bro. I'm letting that. I'm not let slide. I'm out of here. Y'all be easy. All right, y'all. All right, man. Catch y'all next episode. Take Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by the NMG Network, a division of NMG Enterprises, LLC.